Hey everyone, this is Jackknife. Welcome to a new episode of The Cutting Edge. I know what you're thinking. We're about to discuss a team you hear me talk about often on this show. A team that I am very passionate about. Well guys, you are correct. This episode I'm going to talk about the New York Jets. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, bad joke. Yes, I know I normally talk about the Rangers on this show. They are the team I love the most. But I didn't intend for this to be just a Rangers show. I'd love to talk about all my favorite teams here. I got something else in store when hockey season arrives, or we get close to hockey season, but the Jets kick off their season against the Bills for the first Monday night football game of the season in week one. I genuinely mean this. This is the most excited I've been for a Jets season since 2010. That 2010 team was like superheroes to me, and it still leaves a bitter taste in my mouth that they lost to the Steelers in that AFC championship game. Little did I know, it was only going to get worse from there. 13-year playoff drought. Week 17 collapse in 2016 against the Bills. And I'm not sure what's worse, Adam Gase or the butt fumble. But that's all behind us now. As bad as Chris Johnson was before Woody Johnson came back, at least he got us Joe Douglas, who brought in Robert Sala, and the two of them are making a great attempt to change the culture in this organization. The Jets are set up for a lot of success this year. I can't guarantee I'll make a video like this after every game, but I think now would be a good time to cover the top 5 storylines for the Jets heading into the 2023 season. And here they are. Number 5. Can Garrett Wilson perform well enough to be a top 5 wide receiver in the NFL? This is a pretty straightforward question. Wilson was the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year. In 17 games with the Jets, he caught 83 passes for 1,103 yards and 4 touchdowns. Good numbers, but all the more impressive when you take into consideration how bad the Jets' QB situation was. Now, with the Jets more stable at quarterback, hopefully, Wilson is set up for a lot of success now. Hmm, that was quick. Moving on. Number 4. Will Sauce turn his past defenses into interceptions? Joe Douglas, you big, bald, beautiful bastard. Not only was the previously mentioned Wilson Rookie of the Year on the offensive side of the ball, the Jets also had the Defensive Rookie of the Year in Ahmed Sauce Gardner. Targeted 73 times, Sauce allowed 33 receptions, defending 20 passes, and getting two interceptions. Solid numbers for his rookie season. Sauce was able to get his hands on a lot of passes, as mentioned, but now it's a matter of turning those pass defenses into turnovers. The only way I could picture Sauce at least not surpassing his interception total from last season is if quarterbacks know better and don't target him. Unfortunately for the Jets' opponents, though, on the other side of the field, they have another solid corner in DJ Reed. So, Sauce will get his opportunities to pick off the ball. I predict he will have a pick six this year. Too bad my Italian wife is a Giants fan. She'd be able to enjoy sauce twice on Sundays if she was a Jets fan. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Whatever, moving on. Three, can Brees Hall duplicate the success he had prior to his injury? And can he coexist with Dalvin Cook? So we just mentioned the Jets' two rookies of the years on both sides of the ball. While Garrett Wilson had a solid season, he very well might not have gotten that award if his teammate Brees Hall didn't tear his ACL Week 7 against Denver. In 7 games and 80 rushing attempts, Hall put up 463 yards and 4 touchdowns. When receiving, Hall caught 19 passes for 218 yards and has a receiving touchdown. Hall is slated to make his return against the Bills this week. 
The question is, can he duplicate the type of performance he had on a repaired ACL? Not only that, he's got a new teammate in Dalvin Cook, who is no slouch either. The former Minnesota Viking and four-time Pro Bowler put up 1173 rushing yards on 264 attempts with eight rushing touchdowns. On the receiving end, Cook caught 39 passes for 295 yards and two passing receiving touchdowns rather. After the Vikes released him, Minnesota's loss was Gangreen's gain. Don't forget Michael Carter is also in that backfield. Carter did well up until Hall got hurt. Still, the Jets probably have the deepest backfield in the NFL. Let's see what they can do. Number two, can the offensive line stay healthy enough and hold back other teams' defenses? That week seven win against the Broncos was when things went south for the Jets last year. Not only was Hall out for the year from that contest, they also lost offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker to a tricep injury that put him on the shelf for the season as well. And the team was already without Mekhi Becton, who was out for the year after playing only one game in 2021 and re-injuring himself prior to the 2022 season. Now, the Jets have a healthy offensive line. Both Tucker and Becton are ready to make a comeback. Becton in particular has been working hard and bettering himself since the Jets declined his fifth-year option. Now, it's a matter of them to not only protect the quarterback, but to stay healthy. The offensive line isn't exactly the sexiest position, but without a good one, it's going to be very difficult for the offense to succeed. The Jets had one of the best offensive lines in the league in the mid to late 2000s, but they have had a lot of difficulty trying to get it back to that level. In my opinion, things went south for the offensive line the moment they released Alan Fanica prior to the 2010 season, but that's a story for another time. To close out this segment, Coach Salah said it best in this segment on Hard Knocks. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you can have two $10 million plus receivers, you can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year, you can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it fucking matters until the big boys up front change who the fuck we are. Number one, last and certainly not least, can Aaron Rodgers finally put this team over? You knew it was going to be this, arguably the biggest news this offseason for the league, definitely for the Jets. Gang Green landed Aaron Rodgers in a trade with the Green Bay Packers. Does the 39-year-old veteran even need an introduction? Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, four-time league MVP, ninth all-time in passing yards, fifth all-time in passing touchdowns. This should be a certified guarantee of success for the Jets, right? Right? Every ounce of my being wants to say yes to that. However, I am old enough to remember when the Jets acquired Brett Favre and how well that worked out. To be fair to Favre though, he did do well up until he was battling an injury. Still though, the last thing we need is history repeating itself. I am sick and tired of hearing and saying same old Jets. Especially if this is the second time in team history we traded for a future Hall of Famer from Green Bay only for him to decline. The best quarterback in Jets history is Joe Namath. Whether you think he's worthy of the legendary status or not, he hasn't played for the Jets since 1976. Who is the best quarterback since him? Ken O'Brien? We passed on Dan Marino for him. Chad Pennington? Vinny Testaverde was good. Hell, I'll go to my grave saying that Mark Sanchez was a good QB. Up until they changed the system around him, but I digress. Rodgers is obviously a short-term solution at quarterback given his age. While Zach Wilson has shown to take some steps forward this preseason, I certainly am not comfortable with him leading this offense. 
at least not yet. I hope Rodgers does for him what Favre did for Rodgers in his time in Green Bay. Hmm. Maybe in a way that does make Rodgers a long-term solution, in a way. But for this year, the Jets need Rodgers to stay healthy and be the legendary quarterback he was prior to arriving in New York, New Jersey. You know what I mean. If he is that, hopefully he's able to lead this team on a run. They can make some noise and maybe, just maybe, we can shatter that same old Jets narrative. The more ice cream Johnny gets, the better. Those are my top five storylines for the Jets heading into this season. Anything I left out? Let me know in the comments below. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Funs Podcast and on Facebook at Fat Unflagged Nerds Talking Sports. This is Jackknife. Have a wonderful night, everyone.